Hello and welcome to In The Growth Space once again. This is the show for business owners and leaders who have a thirst for growth. Thanks so much for listening in. My name is David McLennan, and it's been so amazing getting some notes from our listeners on the wide range of people who I've held conversations with here. And I'm, I'm really grateful to receive those messages that tell me I'm part of their morning listen time or their afternoon listen time. And, you know, if that's you, thank you. I, I really do appreciate those notes. Thanks to to John and, and Kevin and Pete and Jill, who have all given me messages of encouragement recently. And I'm really honored and and always aim to, to bring guests on who have a great story and and, and some, someone that we can all learn from as well. And you know, honestly, today is no different. In in today's episode, I get to have a conversation with a business owner who shares her story and her personal growth. And I often say that this show is about not only our business growth and not only our team growth, but our personal growth. We can't have business growth without personally growing and, and getting outside of our comfort zone. So today, I have a fantastic conversation with Karen Fasulo. Now, Karen is a, a speaker, she's a breathwork trainer, and a coach. You'll hear more about that breathwork uh, towards the, the end of our conversation. But Karen found out when her daughter was 11 years old that she was autistic and, and not just shy. And so, Karen draws upon her 20 years of experience parenting a neurodiverse child, and and she specializes in helping parents navigate through the parenting stress and overwhelm to a happier, healthier, and harmonious family life. Karen's motto is, in order to have a great relationship with your children, you must have to have a great relationship with yourself. Now, I think you're really going to love this conversation, and and Karen has a, a great free gift for you as well, so be sure to listen all the way to the end. Here's our conversation now. Well, hey, Karen, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to In the Growth Space. Great, So great to have you here. Well, thank you very much for having me. I'm honored to be here with you. Yeah, well, you know, I wanted to have you on because... As I say all the time on this show, it's this is about growth. You know, it's about business growth, team growth, personal growth, and so you've got a little of all of that <laughs> in your story. And so I'd love for you to take us back to really where you feel like the 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 start of your growth journey happened. Where where was that? What was the catalyst for that? Wow, that's such a great, a great adventure to go on. <laughs> so I would have to say that my growth journey really started. So when I was, I was a stay-at-home mom with three mm. very young kids. And I, it started really when I wanted to have a birthday cake for my daughter. But in the small town that we live in, there was only grocery stores and I, you know, I made their baby food. I was all about cooking and, and sure. doing everything organically. So I was just like, Oh my goodness, I'm just going to make her cake. So I started with learning how to bake, learning how to cake decorate and just really diving into it. And then I had friends 
hey, can you make my kids cakes? Can you do all of this? So it started to grow a business. And after four years of doing this and renovating my kitchen and adding more equipment, and I was like, so you know what? I either need to jump or I need to kind of like give this up because it was getting a little bit crazy every Thursday, Friday <laughs> night. Like that's all we were doing. And so I made the decision to jump and mm -hmm. went and found a retail location and mm -hmm. opened up a retail bakery. Oh, cool. And it was known for baking with from scratch. So there was no mixes. People knew that they could come and they could get really great quality cakes. Mm -hmm. I'd hired um, employees to be able to bake and, and do everything um, so it could run. Mm. And it was, we were able to, because we baked from scratch, we were able to serve a new set of clients that I never in, anticipated being able to serve. Mm. And that was people with special needs, dietary oh, special needs. So yeah, cool. whether it was gluten-free, dairy-free, egg-free, um, sugar-free, we were able to, to, serve yeah. everybody because cool. we could do make those substitutions hmm. and so that was really um that was really something that fueled my passion that really <laughs> got me going <laughs> yeah. and we were able to um make it relationships with every single high school within our community we had co-op students so we were also like feeding the the new generation into it and you know, it was just such a high and it was my right. future for me and my girls. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, eight months into that, my marriage ended oh. and it was, it was devastating. Like, mm. uh, I would yeah. think, yeah. obviously, yeah. it was not expected. Mm. And it was also at the same time when my oldest daughter was being diagnosed with learning disabilities as well as autism. Mm. And so I suddenly found myself in a space that I was not prepared for, hmm. you know, with having yeah. a, a brand new bakery. I couldn't close the bakery because I had signed contracts and yeah, sure. I would have lost way too much money if I just walked away. Mm -hmm. My kids needed me. My daughter, I, mm. you know, needed me. And I didn't know how else to go, mm. how else to be. So I just plowed my way through um, and kept going. And I was working six days a week and getting up at four o'clock in the morning, going to the bakery, starting stuff, coming back, getting mm. my kids off to school, going back to work, picking them up from school, you know, getting them settled, getting them to their activities, going back to the bakery, closing it. I was just like, I, mm. I just was spinning. Yeah. And it wasn't to the point where after about three years into it, my doctor said to me, um, you better stop because wow. you're going to be that statistic wow. where you will have, you'll just drop dead of a heart attack or a stroke. Like oh my goodness. Wow. your stress levels are so high right now. Like I, yeah. I was, he goes, I don't even know how wow. you're functioning. And wow. it was so true. Right. When you think about when you're in that flight or fright, yes. mode, flight or right. freeze, wherever you're yeah. at. Right. I never ate, but I was never hungry. Uh, I never slept, but I was never tired. Mm. 
you know, I just kept going and going and going. I never, Mm. I didn't gain weight. I didn't lose weight, everything. And I kept saying to myself, well, stop feeling sorry for yourself. Like if, if it was really that bad, you, you wouldn't be able to get out of bed. Like, like you're just being a wimp. You got to (laughs) push harder. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Cause you just don't know. And so, but my doctor started telling me that I was like, cause he's like, what are you doing this for? And I'm like, I'm doing it for my kids. He goes, well, mm. what's going to happen to them when you're dead? Yeah. And I was just like, wow. I was a little brutally honest, but it was yeah. exactly what I needed. Mm. And so I was able to take a step back and really think there's got to be more to this mm. and I have to start taking care of myself. And yeah. so then I was able to look for solutions and be able to see new ways. So mm. I had even throughout the bakery had always been involved in online business. And so this was like 2010. This is before everybody yeah. was online and <laughs> sure, doing everything. Yeah. So I was yeah. able then to sell the bakery and move into a digital space. So I okay. started my consulting company where I was mm. working with other bakeries and helping them get their business, their brick and mortars also as an online presence. Okay, cool. And that, that was a very privileged job, which allowed me to then pour into my kids mm. and, and pour into to Jordan, who absolutely needed me the most because, yeah. you know, we were in a spot where she didn't, her, her autism was enough to obviously um, be diagnosed, but you know, she wasn't severely low functioning where mm. she got into a lot of programs and, and there really wasn't much available for her. We were mm. denied for funding, even though oh. I was a single mom, okay. denied for funding, denied for the programs. And so mm. we had to really look within ourselves as far as how I was going to help her. Mm. And so oh. I was able to have that space where I could start, start really pouring into to her and then also you know my other two daughters who are younger who are still sort of just going along with the flow and just just trying to just to function and understand where they are in their lives Um, and through that I was able to really work on myself Mm, yeah because even though I had thought that I was doing good for myself by, you know, selling the bakery and moving into this new space and spending time with them, my focus was still only on my kids. Mm, okay. And I yeah. was not focusing on myself. Yeah. And, you know, in 2018, finally, <laughs> It was like, it happened, you know, and we often say like the universe will do for us what we can't do for ourselves. And, and that I was, I was once again in that spot where I was completely bankrupt Hmm. financially, emotionally, and spiritually. Hmm. And I just couldn't, I, I didn't know how to, to move forward. Yeah. How did you, how did you move from this? How did you move forward? Cause obviously you have, and, and I'm, I'm just kind of curious about like, what, what was it or what support did you have around you that, or, or what catalyst helped you to kind of get out of that place where you were at really such a low point? Oh, I definitely was at a, a very low point. And it's when a girlfriend of mine 
who's part of the John Maxwell team, was doing uh, her first mastermind for the 15 Laws of Invaluable Girls. Oh, yeah. And I don't know if she sort of had any real inkling, but she was like, I need you to come and just support me this. Here's the mm. book, read it. Just, just be there. Cause I'm really nervous. I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm, <laughs> I'm here all for you. Yeah. Sure. And I started reading the book. Yeah. Interesting. Huh. And I started thinking, huh, this would be really nice. Hmm. Yeah. You know? this would be really nice to actually think this way about myself. Mm. Wow. And it, and it, it started me on this personal growth journey, you know, where I could see a, di a really a different life, the life that I had always dreamed of, which was to be happy with myself, to love myself, mm. to, to love with my, my kids and, and just not be rushing Mm. Not be just trying to make everything happen, not to be in control so mm -hmm. much. Mm. And so surrounding myself with those people. So finding the John Maxwell team, but before that, you know, finding other mentors within that space, because once you are sort of open to that, mm -hmm. it, everything comes, right? Like, yeah, once you yeah. can see it, yeah. more people started showing up in my life where we really started diving into releasing the fears that I had, mm -hmm. understanding the patterns that I had been through, that I was actually creating uncontrollably, like unconsciously. Yeah. Um, it took me a long time to actually understand the law of attraction mm, yeah, because sure. I was angry. Uh, I was yeah. angry that, because I always thought like, I'm a nice person. Why <laughs> did I have a husband who cheated and lied and abandoned mm. their kids and have left mm. me in this situation? Sure. Why did I attract narcissists? Why did mm. I attract people who, you know, I just wanted to love so much so that they could be, I thought that me loving them would make them better. And I mm. didn't understand that, that that was actually a weakness of mine, mm. that that was my own, um, that was, you know, my own shadow work that I needed to do oh, because yeah. I wasn't loving me. Interesting. I was yeah. just wanting to love them. So, well, talk about, you just used a word that I'm curious about your own shadow work if you don't mind talk talk into that like what did you do like what how, how did you how did you come to that realization and then like how did you move past it yeah well i mean we all have shadow work that we still have to do regardless Absolutely. so it's it's a continuous growth right yeah. there um i think that for me so i was introduced to meditation in, mm -hmm. in my you know when you are it, the, the one great thing I'm not going to say it's well it is the great thing about being completely broken mm. is that you are open to sure. receive yeah. and in that complete brokenness you know I remember I was sitting at my computer and you know Gabrielle Bernstein who I do follow she popped up on my YouTube mm. right there and mm. and I didn't even have it open <laughs> so and it was one of her you know her her super soul Sunday talk the five um ways for spiritual release and I was just mm. like okay whatever I've never listened to you before but you're here and I like your <laughs> red listen. jacket so let's <laughs> give it a go right that's great 
And so I was just, I was like desperate. Mm-hmm. I was desperate for anything. And so I actually sure. followed through and she was just really, I, I wrote it down and I did the prayer, you know, the surrender prayer. And, you know, and she says at the end of it, just say, Hey, universe, show me what you got. And mm. so I was like, all right, well, show me what you got. You want me to believe this? <laughs> like, obviously this happened. So show me. Yeah. And, and I was in a meditation, like I was just in a quiet moment and it was like, go cut your grass. So I was mm. like, or whatever. Okay. I'll go cut my grass. Cause that was the thing that she said, you know, when it comes, sure. you got to listen. So I was like, sure. all right, I'll go cut my grass. And when I came back, I had missed an email and a phone call that would have absolutely, I would have not responded very badly to it would have really mm. hurt me. It would have really put me and my family, my girls in, in a, not a good situation, uh. but because I had missed that, when I came back, I just read that email and forwarded it on to my lawyer and just said, here, you need to deal with this. Uh, and I said, thank you, universe, because yeah. I believe that that's what that was all about. Sure. And so from that point on, I thought, all right. So I dove more into meditation and mm. really starting to learn more about breath work. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And it's funny because I had forgotten about the importance of breath work. Yeah. So dealing with Jordan and, and helping Jordan through a lot of her issues as a lot of anxiety and a mm. lot of panic um, mm. really associated with a lot of her diagnosis. Mm. And we had done a lot of breath work together, you know, learning yeah. how to do belly breaths because, you know, when you're in that panic and that stressful situation, if you breathe deeply into your belly mm-hmm. and you release slowly out your mouth, you can reset your nervous system. Mm. And so I had been doing that with her for years to the point where she would just be sending me a text mom. And I just be like, Jordan, you could just do your belly breaths. And mm-hmm. she would know, and she, that would empower her. Like uh, she'd yeah, be at sure. school starting to feel it. She could calm herself down and nobody would even know. Mm-hmm. So it was just so valuable. And, and, now fast forward into my time where I needed to learn how to breathe again, (laughs) you know, it was right there. So it's something that's that's been with me for quite some time, but it was really doing that and journaling. Mm, Yeah. Yes. I love that. (laughs) Journaling is so important. It is. Yeah. Well, and you know, I mean, so go back to your breath work for just a second, because I think there's a lot of leaders who forget that this is a tool that can help us all. I mean, let's face it, we're in a world where there is a ton of stress. And I'm sure that the leaders even who are listening to your personal journey are going, oh yeah, I, I'm, I'm under stress. I mean, I've got this going, I've got this deadline, what have you. So talk a little bit about the, like, how can we use breath work in, in just even in our everyday lives, in our everyday work, in our everyday leadership? Oh, definitely. So Breath work, uh, obviously we all breathe no matter what. So it's something that we don't If you don't, you're not here. (laughs) Exactly. It is our lifeline. So it's not just that, but most people don't breathe properly. Most people don't utilize the full capacity of their lungs. They Mm. just breathe in their upper lobes. And really the gas exchange between the oxygen and the carbon dioxide happens deep inside of our lungs. And so we are surviving on minimal amounts of, of air and nutrients that, that 
um, feeds our blood. And then it goes through into our brain. And, mm-hmm. and this is where there are a lot of the anxieties, a lot of the um, panic attacks, a lot of, of different sort of what we're all feeling today in this um, mm-hmm. era is, is coming from. So the benefits of really just taking that time, and it doesn't even have to be a lot, but if you start in your morning or even whenever you're about to go into a stressful meeting or you're feeling like, I used to feel my blood pressure rising, right? Mm. Like I, I could feel yeah. like my blood is boiling and feel I stress, feel yeah. it, right? Yeah. So you you know when it's coming, right? And if you just yeah. stop and be able just to like reset to the point where you... Um, deep breaths in. So you want to be able to, I, we call them belly breaths because you're not really breathing into your belly, but you're forcing your diaphragm out down so that you fill your full lungs. So you slowly take that breath. And I usually count to four in my head and really Mm. right down into your, into your belly, hold it for, if you can for four seconds and then slowly release it again for four seconds. So the four count is a good place to start. Sure. If you do that a minimum of three times, mm. it will stimulate that the amygdala in the back and your yeah. vagus nerve in the back of your head, which yeah. just goes right down into your directly into your nervous system. And it will, it'll reset you. You will, you will feel it. So just like yes. an instant reset. So it pretty much is. That's amazing. So so for, for those of you who are listening and you want something that you can do right now, that breathing technique uh, that Karen talked about, you can do it right now. And you can yeah. breathe, breathe in for four seconds, hold it for four seconds, and then breathe out for four seconds, right? Did I get that right? Yeah. Yeah, you did. Awesome. awesome. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. Well, I, I think that is, is such um, a, a unique tool, not, not even a unique tool, but just a great tool that we mm-hmm. all can use. We don't, I mean, there's yeah. no technology in that. It's just our body, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I think something you said too, is really tuning in to our bodies because mm-hmm. you, you said that you could even feel your blood boiling. You could feel your blood pressure rising. And I think that just noticing that and noticing those emotions within us or that energy that gets in motion within us is a place that we can start to be able to um, make changes and, and, mm-hmm. and, and grow in, in our awareness because when we become aware of our own body, that's when we can, you know, go ahead and, and make some changes and get into growth like you did. And yeah. I, I think that's a, a amazing. You also mentioned something about journaling. Talk a little yeah. bit about your journaling practice, because I'm a huge proponent of journaling. I usually yeah. journal every morning and it's just a great release for me. I know in whatever place I'm at, either a release or a processing and that kind of thing. So I'm curious about your practice. How, how, how have you used it? Yeah, exactly. Um, so when I was in really, when I was in my worst state and I really didn't know who I was anymore, mm. I could not identify mm. rarely where I wanted to be or how I wanted to feel it. I was just so confused because thinking like, how did I let myself get here? Mm. Right. I yeah. should be better. I should do mm. better. And so just, and literally I just went to the dollar store and got a whole bunch of empty notepads and just started. 
And it was hard at first because I didn't know what to write. And a lot of times people think that it's got to be structured, right? Like I got to write a story or it's got to make sense. Um, And so I just was like, blah, 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 starting out. And then, and then it started to come, right? You You have to release all of that control in order to really let those feelings come through Mm -hmm. and then once they started it was like oh my goodness I had them all over the house (laughs) because when the thoughts came I didn't know when it wasn't like okay you know nine o'clock at night okay thoughts come right (laughs) here we go (laughs) it doesn't always work like that yes right so I did I literally had them because it it I know I needed to get all of this out and I wanted to get it all out because Mm. once it started, it was like almost addictive, Um, especially when I was exercising. So I, I would do Zumba and I would have a notepad (laughs) next to it because (laughs) like, cause you're doing something else, right? Totally. Usually a lot of people do that. Like when they're exercising, they get, Oh, they get great ideas. But then by the time you're done exercising, you forget what it is. So I literally would be just doing that. And then I would write out whatever was in there in my head at the time. And I, but I would tell my kids like, do not read these books. Yeah, sure. This is not stories for you to write. Like, yeah, right. read this. This is just raw emotions yeah. that I need to get out. Absolutely. Get released out of my body. And so they, I think they probably read one or two and then realized, oh God, I don't want to read this anymore. <laughs> we shouldn't read this. Yeah. Yeah. Because my kids are teenagers. They're not stupid. Yeah. Right. They know what's going they, on. Yeah. Right? Sure. But, yeah. Um, it really, really helped. It really helped. And so now I find that it's better. Now my journaling is productive. Mm. You know, at the beginning, it was almost like a therapy, but now it's productive because I can use it to help get clarity on my goals, Mm -hmm. my dreams, Mm -hmm. where it is I would love to go because once you write it, it could become right. The thoughts become things. And so it really is speaking into my new reality, which is so exciting. It's addictive in a different way, right? Right. It's now just like, let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so true. So true. Well, and and I think that, uh, you know, I'm going to speak to the guys in the audience for a second, because there are a lot of times that guys don't get this, but let's face it, we have emotions too. We just may not show them or some of us may not show them as much, but this is a way that helps us to process things. And also, as you pointed out, create our dreams to be able to, to put into the world, you know, the thoughts that are in our head, the pictures that we have in our head of that dream or that dream life or whatever that is for you, it's able, it gives us the, the, the tool. It's the tool that gives us the ability to, to, to start the reality. And um, so I think that that, I, I just wanted to make sure that I hit on that for just a moment because mm-hmm. too often I, I know men don't think that journaling is for them. And I, I know that in the emerging leader inner circle that we talked about um, it, it is that's something that we talk about all the time because it's a process for, for us to grow. And I'm so glad that you talked about it along your growth journey. Um, yeah. That's so, so good. Yeah. For sure. Okay. I often too started to just with making lists, right? Oh, yeah, a lot sure. of times people think oh, I got to write a sentence and that's overwhelming. Just, you know, write words, just write lists, whatever you think. Yeah. Just, yeah. 
bullet points list. Yeah, absolutely. Just get it out. Yeah, for sure. Well, so I know too that we've talked about, um, you know, your breath work that you've done and, and I know you're, you're certified now, right? Uh, so yep. you have a certification on in breath work, which is really cool. Um, but then you also are doing some work in the parenting space with, yeah. um, teaching other parents how to deal with their, or how to work with, their own children in, in their journey of, of, of autism or special needs, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Talk exactly. a little bit about that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. So through my journey, and it was actually funny, it came to me in a meditation as mm. far as what to do. And it was like, you need to tell Jordan's story. Mm. Yeah. Because just knowing what we went through and what I went through as a mom, what little support and understanding there was for me. Yeah. I, I know that there are other moms out there. There are other mm. parents out there that are going through exactly the same thing as what I went through. Mm. And by telling my story, I just want people to feel they're not alone, mm. to see that there yeah. is a better way. So what, when I'm working with the parents, and that's really what it is that I try. When I first, Jordan was first diagnosed, I wanted to fix her. Oh. I wanted to make it all better because I felt guilty. I felt mm. responsible. You know, I did something that made her like this. Mm. And now she has to suffer. And those feelings, even though I never said them out loud, they were very loud inside. Oh, and wow. how could you not feel that way as a parent that has a child mm. with a diagnosis of any, anywhere, mm. any size? So I, that's really where I I help these parents. I help them with their acceptance mm -hmm. of being able to accept where their family is at this moment and mm -hmm. see a brighter future. Yeah. Oh, cool. Because when Jordan was 11, I could never imagine that she would just be doing her postgraduate for college. You know, uh, they told me that she would, you know, not be able to graduate high school, definitely uh, no post-secondary education. She probably won't have friends like, you know, uh, not as brutal as that, but this yeah. was the, the gist of it, you know, because there, there's a lot and there is so there's like huge social problems, but, you know, be careful what kind of job she gets to it. And we do have to, she's definitely not the same as my other two, but really her autism is like her superpower. Yes. She had, when I was able just to let that go and not try to make her fit into our world, mm -hmm. but allow her world to be a part of ours, our family Beautiful. life became amazing. Yeah. She adds a different level of perspective to <laughs> all, like yeah. to our entire family and, and uh, acceptance and really being able to understand and see somebody for who they are, yeah. not for what we think that they are not or what, mm -hmm. how we feel that they should fit into our lives. But, you know, mm. like there's things that she, we joke around all the time because, <laughs> you know, she, she cannot eat a red pepper. She cannot eat like certain vegetables and stuff that she just, she's okay. usually a good eater, but there's certain food versions. <laughs> so we joke all the way, all the time around, about, like you can't eat a red pepper, but you will 
eat a whole tray of raw oysters. Like, you know, she loves them. Certain so things, there's no yeah. rhyme or reason. She's like, yeah, but yeah. the red pepper, it's texture. I'm thinking, oh my sure. goodness, I don't even want to go there for that. Like, who knows? Oh, you know, but, but it's just like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Right? Well, you know, it you doesn't matter. That, that I think is such a, a key, like learning, not only just for our families, but I think for our work world as well, just to be able to accept people for who they are, not for what we think they should be, or how we think they should fit into our team or our business, but looking at their unique gifts and looking yeah. at their unique abilities, and then be able to utilize their yeah. superpowers. Because when we do that, then our teams expand and our businesses can grow and as well as us personally, right? Oh, definitely. Definitely. When Jordan felt that acceptance and she, she started to blossom, she started to decide who she is Mm. and, and she started doing her writing and it was like, she, that's what she's in post-grad for now, movie writing, like script writing, narrative design. Like she creates the most incredible stories. Like, It's, it's just, yeah, exactly <laughs> that. And she, and she wouldn't have really been able to see the world in the way that she writes without being autistic. Yeah. And she says right now, her autism is her superpower. That's great. And that is like, oh, as yeah. a mom, that's yeah. like awesome. It's kind of like right? victory, right? Well, yeah. it, it's, hap- it's what you want, right? For your kids yeah. to be happy. But I know that for me, all of the process that I had to go through in order to release so much inside of me to be able to allow her to do that. And Mm -hmm. that's what I work with the parents for. Yeah. Okay. Because you can't change them. Right. Right. They are who they are. Just like my other two neurotypical kids are who they are as well. Yeah. You know, there's things about them that I'd love to be able to change too. (laughs) Yes, right. You need to accept them for who they are as well. Yeah. Right. I love that. You know, so, but as parents, we're stuck in that, like, ah, right. Sure. And so that, that's really where I, where I really have help and just and come at it from an empathic uh, understanding and mm. and being there I've walked that path I'm not yeah. telling to tell you anything that I haven't done and yeah. I understand that it's hard and I understand that it doesn't make sense and I understand that it's you know it it sucks yeah you know it's not what you want it's not how you pictured your life you envisioned to be. it yeah, right? sure. Right, right. Totally. But at the yeah. same time, I could never have pictured the happiness that I see in my daughter's eyes right mm. now. Well, and I think if I'm hearing your story right, it's it's because you went through that growth journey personally yeah. that got you to the place where you could actually help her grow through go through her own growth journey and then be able to kind of see that from a different vantage point. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Karen, uh, man, this is, this is such a, an amazing story. I love hearing that the transformation, how I, I, I always, I always recognize that all of us have gone through some really low points in our life, but those low points are the points that take us or can be the catalyst for our, our greatest growth. And it, mm-hmm. to me, that's what, 
has happened with you is that that low point helped you to to get your growth started and really begin to surround yourself with with people that will help you that will kick your butt a little bit when needed and really <laughs> encourage you encourage you to do yeah. things that are more outside of your comfort zone and uh, I think that's just a great story and I, I I'm I'm so glad that I was able to share your story with the audience so thank you thank you for for sharing Oh, well, thank you so much for allowing me to like yeah. it feels it feels so good to be able to share from a positive point and yeah. and a growth point. Right. That yeah. there will be people out there that were maybe in my position that I was. And yeah. if this gives it hope or mm-hmm. um, any type of direction to mm-hmm. anybody, then that's a that's a privilege yeah for sure well in, in a lot of ways you you i'm gonna i'm gonna use this word you reinvented yourself i mean in, in a way i mean you you reinvented yourself you grew you but that in in that process you kind of reinvented who you know karen is so no, exactly uh, i love it well yeah. so let me make sure that um we talk about your breath work one more time because okay. i know that you uh, are, are, are giving away a breathwork um, practice that or a, a uh, breathwork uh, audio. And so I'd love for you to share, like, how do, how do people go out and get that? And where do they go? And we'll put the, the links in the, in the show notes too, but where do we go? Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you so much. Yes, I am going to be sharing an MP3 uh, that I've recorded for a breathwork practice that will really stress. And it'll be a guided breath work. You don't need anything that's, you know, fancy to be able to do it. You can download it, save it on your phone and just be a quick little reset. Um, And it'll be short too. So it's not super duper long. And if you just want to go to my website, there'll be a link to it there and you'll get a link in the show notes as well. I will. It'll take you to it. And what is your um, website? What's the URL? It's uh, Karen KarenAnnFasulo.com. Karen Ann, A-N-N, or is there an A-N-N. E? There's an E. Ah, yeah. okay. All yeah. right. <laughs> yeah, Karen, A-N-N-E, Fasulo, F-A-S-U-L-O.com. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that because I know that uh, I, I want to encourage our listeners to go out and listen to, get that get that download because um, I've had a chance to, to listen to it, actually version 1.0. I know that she's... <laughs> Of a uh, another version, uh, but we uh, it, it's good. It's it's so good, and I really want to encourage our listeners to to go out and get that, because like I said earlier, we all have stress, and and this is a great way, very short way to be able to reset ourselves, to reset our stress, and really lower that cortisol in our brain, lower yeah. our you know our, all of the 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 things within us that amp us up, and so uh, it's going to be really a, a great benefit. So how uh, and, and on your website, is are, are there other tools that people can can get in touch with you relative to like if if, if somebody is a parent of, of someone on the autism spectrum, I mean, can they get in touch with you? And I know you've got some some uh, tools and programs for them as well. Yeah, yeah. Everything's on my website. So I've okay. got my coaching, my training, awesome. um, as well as the, the breath work is on there. So fantastic. Yeah. Karen, thank you so much for sharing time and, and sharing your story because I, I really, I know that this is going to be meaningful, meaningful for a lot of people. Oh, thank you so much. I so appreciate you, David. Yeah, this is wonderful. Thanks. 
So there is a lot to be learned from this conversation, and I'm really, really thankful for Karen's openness to share her growth journey with us. Isn't it interesting that there are these key points of our lives that create the space for growth because of radical change? You know, I find it really interesting as well and fascinating that we are fully resourced with what we need. If, if we can just look within ourselves and, and, and move forward, even if it's just a little bit to gain some momentum. And if we look at our growth journey as a series of departure points and arrival points, and if we just take one small step that can get us moving from where we are a departure point and and get us on the path to our next arrival point will gain that momentum and and that little momentum then ignites the spark of growth that then propels us to our next arrival point on our journey and it's really a bunch of these little departure points and arrival points that that really make up the the majority of our growth and Karen really shared some some good tools to help us uh, to look within ourselves. You know, things like journaling and and meditation and, and and breath work. And breath work is something that I haven't really done much with, but I did download her breath work audio recording, and I hope you do that as well. She walks you through a a really great exercise to give you an exposure to breath work and. If you really like that, I would encourage you then to reach out to Karen and you'll have uh, the links to her um, website uh, in, in the show notes. So, so check out the show notes for, for her contact information. And as she stated, we've got to accept what really is and focus on our superpowers and, and not focus on what isn't so that we can really continue our growth journey and, and help others to do the same thing along the way. Now, make sure that you are subscribed so that you get next week's episode because if you're a Formula One fan, you're gonna love Ken Pasternak. Now, Ken is a Formula One business consultant and he uh, has had all kinds of experiences all over the world. And we had such a great conversation around those global experiences. And then also we talked about uh, his his latest book as well. And I, I know you're not going to want to miss that. So finally, I, I, and I say this on every show, but it would really mean the world to me if you would go out and give us a five-star rating and, and, and write a little bit of a review as well. If there's been one little piece of this show that has impacted you, write a little review about it. It would just really help us to reach many more leaders like yourself who want to learn growth strategies from people like, like Karen Fasulo and, and Ken Pasternak and, and, and Jason McKenzie. So thanks again for listening. And until next time, be well and stay in that growth space. Thank you.